Hello and welcome to episode 133 of the Big Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Bidemir Logan. On this episode, I'll be discussing the case of Jamie Petroni, who recently pleaded guilty to fraud and tax offenses related to her theft of $40 million in computer and electronic hardware from the Yale University School of Medicine, where she was employed. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Okay, so on March 28, the Office of the U.S. Attorney for the District of Connecticut announced that 42-year-old Jamie Petroni of Lithia Springs, Georgia, formerly of Nogatok, Connecticut, pleaded guilty in Hartford Federal Court to fraud and tax offenses related to her theft of $40 million in computer and electronic hardware from the Yale University School of Medicine, where she was employed. So according to court documents and statements made in court, beginning in approximately 2008, Petroni was employed by the Department of Emergency Medicine at the Yale University School of Medicine, also known as Yale Med. She most recently served as the Director of Finance and Administration for the Department of Emergency Medicine at Yale Med. So as part of her job responsibilities, Petroni had the authority to make and authorize certain purchases for departmental needs as long as the purchase amount was below $10,000. So what happened was, beginning at least as early as 2013, Petroni engaged in a scheme where she ordered or had her staffers order millions of dollars of electronic hardware from Yale vendors using Yale Med funds and then she arranged to ship the stolen hardware to a business in New York State. So she was working in Connecticut. She had uh, staffers, or she herself, order um, hardware, millions of dollars of electronic hardware, and then they would ship them to a business in New York State. So this New York business, which resold the electronic equipment to customers, paid Petroni, by wiring funds into the bank account of Massive Entertainment LLC. So this Massive Entertainment is a wedding photography and videography company that Petroni co-owned with her husband, and she's listed as a principal. So prosecutors say that in 2021 alone, last year, Petroni purchased more than 8,000 iPads and Surface Pro tablets in and all of these were in orders that are less than 10,000. So remember, she was authorized to purchase equipment and um, computers as long as those amounts were less than 10,000. So in one 10-week period last year, she ordered $2.1 million worth of tech equipment. And every single one of these um, equipment were in orders of less than $10,000. So as part of the scheme, Petroni falsely represented on Yale internal forms and electronic communications that the hardware was for specified Yale Med needs, such as particular medical studies that ultimately did not exist. In addition, she broke up the fraudulent purchases into orders below $10,000 that would otherwise have required additional approval from school officials. So in total, Petroni caused a loss of approximately $40.5 million to Yale. 
In addition, she used the proceeds of the sales of all these stolen equipment for various personal expenses, such as buying expensive cars, real estate, and going on vacations to Europe. Petroni also failed to pay taxes on the money that she received from selling all this fraudulent hardware. She filed false tax returns for the 2013 to 2016 tax years, where she falsely claimed the cost of the stolen equipment as business expenses. She didn't file any federal tax returns from 2017 through 2020. And all of this caused a loss of about $6.4 million to the U.S. Treasury. So Petroni pleaded guilty to one count of wire fraud, and that carries a maximum prison term of 20 years. And she also pleaded guilty to one count of filing a false tax return, which carries a maximum prison term of three years. She's scheduled to be sentenced by U.S. District Judge Vanessa L. Bryant on Wednesday, July Wednesday, June 29, 2022. So Petroni has agreed to forfeit about $560,000, which was seized from the Massive Entertainment LLC bank account. Um, she has agreed to forfeit a 2014 Mercedes-Benz G550, a 2017 Range Rover SV Autobiography, a 2015 Cadillac Escalade Premium, a 2020 Mercedes-Benz E450A, um, a 2016 Cadillac Escalade, and a 2018 Dodge Charger. She has also agreed to liquidate three Connecticut properties that she owns or co-owns to help satisfy her restitution obligations. In addition, a property that she owns in Georgia is also subject to seizure and liquidation. So Yale University first questioned Petroni about suspicious transactions back in June of 2020, but it was explained away by Petroni, who said her department was simply updating all its computer equipment. However, her scheme continued successfully until almost a year, more than a year later, until August of 2021, when Yale officials received an anonymous tip that Petroni was ordering suspiciously high volumes of computer equipment, which then triggered an internal investigation. So those orders were made even more suspicious because Petroni was putting some of those packages in her own personal car, even though she claimed to be ordering all these computer equipment for the Department of Emergency Medicine at Yale Med. So Yale then alerted the authorities after finding evidence of suspected criminal behavior. And since the incident, Yale has worked to identify and correct gaps in its internal financial controls. So while she was under surveillance in August 2021, Petroni drove 94 boxes that had been loaded into the back of her Range Rover and contained Surface Pro tablets from her office in Connecticut to a FedEx facility in Orange, Connecticut, um, near New Haven. So Petroni told FBI investigators when she was confronted that she conducted the scheme for several years, possibly 10 years. In addition, she admitted that approximately 90% of her computer-related purchases were fraudulent. She was arrested by criminal complaint a week later on September 3, 2021, and is currently free on a $1 million bill pending sentencing in June. 
So this incident is being investigated by the FBI and the IRS Criminal Investigation Division with the assistance of the Yale Police Department. The case is being prosecuted by Assistant U.S. Attorney David E. Novick. So um, I have some thoughts on this case, which is basically um, a, a kind of insider thread to some extent, because we see someone who is in a position of authority to make purchases, doing so to then basically for fraudulent reasons. She would buy all these computer equipment, sell them, get the money transferred to her, and then spend this money on personal expenses, cars, real estate, travel, and so on. And what it looks like is she's cooperating with the authorities. She pleaded guilty to two counts. Um, she's hopefully trying to get a minor or lesser sentence because she cooperated with the authorities. I'm not exactly familiar with the intricate details of the case, but this is definitely something to keep an eye on. I'm very interested in this case personally because it, it's just an example of misuse of funds. Um, and this caught my eye because um, it, it's been going on for so long and we can question Yale as long as we want about how did they not realize this was happening? Why did it take almost more than 10 years to figure out this was going on and so on? But then what it comes down to is being able to um, identify these things as they are happening, it shouldn't take 10 years for someone to come forward with an anonymous tip. And something I always mention to my friends and family is if you find someone spending lavishly on especially social media, you should take a closer look at this person because I strongly believe if you work hard for your money, then you wouldn't necessarily flaunt it, especially on social media. Of course, I mean, there are exceptions, but this is someone who works... Um, as a director of financial planning at Yale. And I don't know how much they get paid, but then you start showing off a fleet of cars, a fleet of houses, and I don't know what her husband does. But then it's just unnecessary attention, calling attention to herself, which I won't be surprised is what led to this case being opened in the first place. And we see a lot of this among cyber criminals. They, they, of course, steal money. They go after banks and financial institutions. They steal this money and then they go ahead and live lavishly on social media. And then they get caught. And all their social media posts become basically what leads investigators to additional clues and additional co-conspirators and so on. So in other words, I mean, cybercrime would continue forever i mean at this point there's no saying or no stopping cyber criminals everyone is motivated at some level by so many different things and then we see cases of someone committing crime i would call it a manual crime but then he has some some cyber components you're buying computers you're publishing the results of your ill-gotten gains on social media so this basically ties into everything everything links together either you're committing a manual crime like i always call it and then you include some components of cyberspace and then you get caught or you're committing crime on cyberspace and then you go ahead and flaunt your criminal gains publicly and then you get caught
Anyway, that's all I have for this episode 133 of the Beat Picture Podcast. Thanks for listening. Beat Picture Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowinly Productions. Fact-checking by Zara Kuznetsova. Audio engineer, Sergey Gorski. Graphic design, Stacey Graham. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurities, news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, on the Clubhouse app at Beat, as well as on the Wisdom app at BDME. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.